You're listening to a UCLA Radio News Department production of the weekly podcast. Those sounds of construction are for a new structure on campus, but it certainly isn't a new engineering building. It's for a beehive built by Brune Beekeepers. Brune Beekeepers is a club on campus dedicated to its namesake activity, beekeeping. My name is Samiksha Chopra. I am the internal vice president for the Bruin Beekeepers Club at UCLA. We are basically an organization that's out to increase the population of native bees within the UCLA campus and the greater Los Angeles area. So for example, right now we're working at the Botanical Gardens at UCLA and we're also working at Stunt Ranch, which is a Calabasas, Santa Monica, Hill Ranch um, that UCLA actually owns. So the club is actually really new. We started it uh, spring of 2018. So this is the first like actual academic year that we've been running the club. Our main gist is like making these hives, um, providing a home for a lot more native bees to be present because an issue that uh, California is having right now is that we have a lot of honeybees in the area, but honeybees are actually an invasive species to us. So we want to promote more native bee species that can come around and pollinate like up to 95% of native California uh, fauna and flora. Faculty at UCLA are more than happy to have Brune beekeepers on campus. My name is Evan Meyer. I'm the assistant director at the Botanical Garden here on campus. And my involvement with the Brune beekeepers is that they came to us wanting to do a project and we were really excited to partner with them. The beekeepers work to plan, build, and conserve hives here at UCLA. And they do it all themselves. Uh, by making these hives and kind of moving in that direction that we'd be focusing more on conservation and native bee working rather than honey and honey bee working. Um, but we're hoping in the future that to potentially have to have a few honey bee hives that maybe we can use uh, profits from the honey to then fund our conservation activities on campus. Vice President Daniel Sands and other students were very excited to start work on the projects. I was like, oh, you know, that'd be, that'd be really fun to do some carpentry, do actually build something again and get a good project going. And it just sounded uh, it sounded interesting, uh, you know, leading, you know, leading something like this again and just, you know, seeing, you know, just giving myself another chance to do this. Their enthusiasm is what made us so excited to work with them because they were just really interested in, um, in getting a project done that would increase bee populations on campus. And so their passion was very evident to me. Obviously, that goal really aligns with the Botanical Garden, which is all about uh, promoting biodiversity on campus. Everyone here recognizes the importance of bees in this habitat and works together to make sure they thrive. Bees are really important to uh, ecosystems because they help plants spread around. So maintaining healthy bee populations is really important in terms of maintaining healthy ecosystems. The botanical gardens at UCLA, cutting them down to size and basically creating these nests because as I said before, they're not honeybees so they don't actually live in hives, they live in these things called nests and they basically live in these small little tubes, they're solitary bees, so they're maybe like five to seven per tube, and they cut a bunch of leaves, make a little home for their larvae, the larvae then hatch, and that cycle continues. So we're basically creating like a structure that's gonna look a little bit like a home, it's gonna be situated in the botanical gardens up by the chaparral portion of the garden, and they'll basically just be living in these little tubes and people can come around and see them. Keep in mind, they're, they're solitary bees, so they just live in tubes, you know, you can put them in tubes. That's what people commonly do. Uh, they're not like a honeybee. They don't make an actual big old hive somewhere. So, uh, so we're not dealing with those. These are native bees. Um, and so, what I just did was I just looked online and I, I found a couple designs that had people, uh, you, know, you know, they made houses or they made 
you know, some design with just a, a housing for a bunch of tubes. So I just, I was like, okay, you know, I, we took a look at the, the site over where we're putting this thing up. I, you know, we got kind of rough dimensions and then I just went off with that. The Bruin Beekeepers meet twice a week to make a difference on campus. And if you'd like to join, you always can. I've been impressed by their organization. For one, they've, they've come here. Um, we were able to salvage some construction material, old construction materials uh, for them to use in their building. And they were, they took what we had and developed a plan and blueprints and really, you know, put a lot of work into making sure that they had a really nice uh, thing built. In terms of them, I'm just impressed with their ability to pull this together on their own without anybody really asking them to do it. This is a totally grassroots kind of thing that's happening. So it's really exciting for me to see that and, and to help facilitate it. Meetings and time commitment are really whatever you want out of it. We don't require any attendance. If you're available for a hive build, you're willing to de dedicate like an hour to five hours, however much time you have. We are super flexible. We know all of us are students, so it kind of depends on you. Um, so if you really have any interest at all, just at any point, you can jump in, jump out. This fits perfectly with what we want to do, which is do projects that students can do good work they can learn, uh, learn new skills, learn to work together, and solve a problem, which is you know creating more bee habitat in an urban setting. So this this checks all those boxes for us. The Bruin Beekeepers and their mission are certainly helping UCLA be a more environmentally friendly campus. For UCLA Radio News reporting, I'm Sophia Donskoy. You just heard a piece brought to you by one of our news department members. Let's take a listen to another one. Hey UCLA, it's that time of year again, the dreaded winter quarter blues. We're halfway through the year without a very long break in sight. We have a ton on our plates. It's been rainy and cloudy. Our sun is gone. We're all feeling kind of down. Let me lay some stats on you. According to the CDC, the suicide rate among young adults aged 15 to 24 has tripled since the 1950s, and suicide is currently the second leading cause of death among college students. According to studies done by numerous psychologists, including a UCLA professor, Carrie Bearden, one in four Americans will experience a mental illness at some point in their lifetime, and about 75% of those illnesses develop during this time in our life, before the age of 24. In an American College Health Association survey of over 60,000 students at nearly 90 schools, 40% of college students said they'd felt so depressed in the prior year that it was difficult for them to function, and 61% of students said they'd felt overwhelming anxiety in that same time period. Um, in a report done by the Center for Collegiate Mental Health between 2009 and 2015, the number of students visiting counseling centers increased by 30% on average, while enrollment only grew by about 6%. The average university has one professional counselor for every 1,700 students, fewer than the minimum of one therapist for every 1,000 students recommended by the International Association of Counseling Services. So... When we're on campus and we're feeling down, what do we have access to? So the Counseling and Psychological Center, CAPS, offers only short-term mental health treatments for college students. Students with UC SHIP or, you know, the University Health Insurance Plan can receive up to six therapy sessions with a CAPS counselor, while students without our health insurance plan get only three sessions. Any student who 
seeks mental health treatment undergoes what's called an intake, which is a brief screening to see, you know, how bad you're doing. Um, About 50% of students are seen within two weeks of their intake, but the other 50% of students are seen three to five weeks after their initial intake. Last week, I was personally feeling kind of down and figured, you know, maybe I'd benefit from counseling. Everyone would probably benefit from seeing a therapist. But the soonest appointment that was offered to me was over spring break. I was told that it might also be a longer wait for a follow-up appointment. On top of that, the wait time to see a psychiatrist was five to eight weeks after seeing the first counselor. I was offered some off-campus options, but they were mostly online counselors because those are the ones that are covered by UC SHIP. It scares me to think that there are students out there who need help and don't seem to have any options. Obviously, UCLA, as we like to you know, remind people, is ranked number one American university by US News and Review. The University of California system in general supplies at least 10% of the top 50 institutions worldwide. And according to the Shanghai Index, an international college ranking, UCLA is ranked 11th in the entire world. The UC system's budget is over $30 billion. Gene Block himself makes half a million. There is no good reason why the students of UCLA shouldn't have their mental health needs met. This podcast is sponsored by UCLARadio.com, an independent college radio. Make sure to follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and make sure to tune in. UC, the Campus Events Commission, is an integral part of the UCLA community. From organizing the start of the year Bruin Bash concert to movie showings and lectures, CUC provides the student body with access to various artistic meetings. Uh, my name is Oliver, and I'm a part of CEC Concerts, which is a smaller section of CEC, uh, Campus Events Commission. And our job in CEC Concerts are to uh, hire musical acts and musical artists to come uh, perform shows at um, a few different venues we have on campus for the student body um, and along with um, putting on the annual Bruin Bash at the start of the year during Zero Week. Um, some of my roles in CEC are we all, um, all, all, all of us in the, in the group are kind of equal in what we do um, and we divide up tasks relatively equally but we'll each um, for example, like two of us on the team will work on the show for February while another two will work on the show for April. Um, and what we do is we brainstorm artists, we reach out to their agents and their booking agencies and get um, quotes from them. And we handle all the logistical aspects um, concerning the venue and the equipment that they need and uh, along with like contracts and other business aspects. Um, of the music industry and then um, along with during the actual show we usually have to help set up the green rooms and bring the artists and make sure everything's running smoothly and kind of be on standby the whole show Um, CC concerts is definitely very important in my life because I'm looking to go into a career that's very similar to this something in the music industry and this is a good opportunity to get practice and to have fun and to make great connections uh, in college doing something I enjoy doing.
CUC Concerts gives UCLA students a unique opportunity to see their favorite musical artists in more private settings with their fellow peers, helping to create a community within our large school. Make sure to keep up with CUC Concerts' upcoming shows such as Dizzy Faye on February 28th and their EDM show in spring called Ultra Bloom. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced by UCLARadio.com. Tune in and listen to Ramba Tunes, news, sports, email, comedy shows, and more. Whatever you feel like, we've got you covered.